Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, the state of the conference as things stands, what's best for the Big Ten through the rest of the season to try and have the best representation in the college football playoff, and also, there's been a lot of talk about who has played the right teams in this conference and who hasn't quite played anybody yet. We'll get into the actual numbers of the strength of schedule and the strength of schedule for teams the rest of the way. Some of those teams who you're saying haven't played anyone and proven themselves yet are definitely going to have chances too. That's all coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. <laughs> You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten, and thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day. Of course, Locked On has all of the news you need to know about the biggest updates from everything in sports. So find your team, your sport, your conference, like Big Ten, and get your news whenever you need it, all the time, on Locked On Big Ten. Of course, on the show today, we've got my thoughts on the state of the Big Ten Conference and each team still fighting for those top spots. Which teams could actually compete on that national stage, since we're now getting into the point where we're going to be talking about teams actually getting to that college football playoff? And what is the best scenario, in my opinion, to try and get, as we've talked about before, two Big Ten teams into that college football playoff? Also, later on, we're going to talk more about those contenders and the teams that they've already played, the teams they're going to play. It's strength of schedule that's been a big topic of conversation for some of those undefeated Big Ten teams who people still say have yet to prove themselves. We'll talk about what the numbers say the Big Ten teams have already played and have in store for them as some of those teams who people are criticizing are definitely going to have a chance to prove themselves in the rest of the conference season. That's coming up on the show today, but we'll start off with Big Ten news. It's real quick, not a whole lot to tell you about really going on in the conference here on from Tuesday to Wednesday, but we do have updated rankings in field hockey and the Big Ten continues to absolutely dominate. Six of the top eight teams in NCAA field hockey come out of the Big Ten Conference. That includes number one, Iowa, number two, Michigan, number three, Rutgers, number five, Penn State, number six, Northwestern, and number eight, Maryland. It's the Big Ten turning into kind of similar to where the volleyball goes around the country. Everything revolves around the Big Ten on the court there, and now it seems like on the field and field hockey as well as, as, well as a few other places as well. Big Ten does a good job in all-around sports. Really, it's pretty incredible, honestly. I, I don't know if there's a country that competes in the big sports, like football and basketball, and all the small sports the way the Big Ten does. But I don't know. We'll maybe have to get into that in another show. But again, Big Ten dominating in field hockey. Of course, dominating in other areas too. But that's the only real news we have for you right now. Dominating on the football field is where the Big Ten is most known for its success as of late. We've already talked about how five of the top ten teams in the AP polls are out of this conference, but which one of them can actually compete if it gets to the college football playoff and has to face off against some of the best offenses and defenses in the entire country. Who has that complete team to try and do it? We'll talk about that in just a moment as we continue right here on Locked On Big Ten. Well, if you're trying to make some picks and predictions on 
well, what's happening the rest of the Big Ten season or anything else going on in college football the rest of the year, Prize Picks has an opportunity for you to put your money where your mouth is in a way that other fantasy sports sites don't. It's a new way to play, not just a new site. So you're going to want to try this out. PrizePicks.com is a place where you can go and place bets on prop parlays on players, whether it be Power 5 guys, or mid-major players. You just bet over-unders on player props for two to five different players, and you could multiply the money that you're putting in by 10 times or more. If you head over to prizepicks.com right now, use our promo code Locked On. you'll get a deposit match of 100% of up to $100 when you sign up. Again, that's promo code Locked On at prizepicks.com. A new way to play your daily fantasy with college athletes they have more college props bets and lines than any other site out there so go and try it out if you're a big 10 fan who wants to put your money where your mouth is who wants to end up making this money by all the things that you've been calling out this season again prize picks the place to go welcome back into locked on big 10 everything you need to know about the big 10 conference every single weekday and of course we thank you for making locked on big 10 your first listen every Day. Locked On has, of course, all the podcasts that you need for your team, sport, conference, hobby, fantasy, sports, betting, whatever it is. Locked On has it for you. So be sure to check out our full catalog of podcasts, including, of course, all the other Big Ten team podcasts that we have on the network. Everyone does a really good job of getting you deep into the specifics of your team. If you're, of course, a fan of a particular squad in the Big Ten, I don't know how many general just Big Ten fans there are out there other than maybe Big Ten bet. But anyway, let's talk about some of the top teams in this Big Ten conference. And we've discussed about what teams can do to like build up their resumes, to make sure that they have what they need to to make a bid for a college football playoff run. But I want to talk a little bit now here about the actual on-the-field stuff, about like if a team makes it, which of the Big Ten squads has the best chance going up against an Alabama, a Georgia whoever else ends up being in that college football playoff picture. The way I see it is basically this. What the Big Ten has on its resume is a whole bunch of teams who can tout really, really strong defenses. Obviously, we know about Iowa's defense. Penn State has flexed its defense throughout the season against teams like Wisconsin, Indiana. If you feel like maybe those teams aren't quite as strong, of course, we can talk about what all that means. But again, it showed up against Iowa even too. Penn State was able to put up a pretty good defensive game. And you could argue if the offense had been better, if Sean Clifford had been there, Penn State wins that matchup. But those two schools, even Michigan and Michigan State too, have been playing good defensive football. And a consistent theme around all those schools also though has been that the offense has been not so consistent out there. When you look at a team like Iowa, Spencer Petras has been, I'd say, in the upper echelon of where you'd rank these, let's say, five Big Ten quarterbacks of the contending teams out there. I'd put him in the top, like, a third at the least, right? It'd be C.J. Stroud, Sean Clifford, and then maybe Peyton Thorne or Spencer Petras for that third spot. I mean, I'm just saying that nobody's really playing like they're going to lead their way to a national championship, or at least that list narrows down the teams. Spencer Petras isn't playing like he's going to lead Iowa to the national championship. That defense is going to have a big part of it if Iowa wins. 
Uh, Sean Clifford's been pretty good. He is not playing like he'll lead Penn State to a national championship. That defense has been really good. Peyton Thorne honestly has been pretty good. But again, we'll get to the criticisms later about who has he actually done it against so far and how much of that Michigan State team is going to be able to hold up against elite squads. And the same thing with Michigan too. We can talk about Cade McNamara, of course, J.J. McCarthy now in the conversation as well. But the idea is that the secure quarterback situations are really only Ohio State as far as consistent offensive production. And really, we, I listed quarterbacks, but this is offense as a whole, right? Ohio State's the only team out of these five top ten teams that you can say you can bet on every single week is going to be able to put points on the board. And I think that matters, especially when you get to the college football playoff. Because then you're talking about facing off against an, an Alabama, a, a Georgia, Oklahoma, if it goes undefeated, perhaps. Cincinnati's another conversation. But again, these are teams that know how to score points and are going to put up points even against the best defenses in the NCAA, against Penn State, against Iowa. So the question then becomes, which one of these Big Ten offenses can put up, say, 25 points against an Alabama or a Georgia. Because if you're talking national championship right now, then you're talking about your team doing or having to do probably at the very least, at the minimum that, right? Do you seriously see the Alabama Crimson Tide or the way the Georgia Bulldogs have been playing coming out uh, against anyone in that Big Ten and scoring less than 25 points in a game? It's nothing against those Big Ten defenses. It's just that these offenses are another level. These offenses are a level that the defenses haven't had to face in the Big Ten so far. So when it comes down to that, when it comes down to all of that kind of stuff, bringing it down to it, I really, really, and I kind of hate saying it, but I still really only think Ohio State is the team that can really compete and represent this conference with a chance to win a national championship. Could Iowa run the table and make it to that college football playoff? Sure. I don't think that defense is doing enough to allow the offense to keep up. And it won't be the defense's fault, I don't think. It'll be Spencer Petrus or, or whoever it is for whatever team trying to get out there and, and show up against a Georgia defense that is just as good as any in the Big Ten, by the way, if not better. Or an Alabama team that obviously has more talent than anyone in the country. Or, again, anyone else who ends up in that playoff. Those two teams, I, I say, because they're the two, I guess, still most obvious contenders, even with Alabama losing. But my point is, you're going to need to score points in college football to be able to win nowadays. A whole lot of good defense is needed to win a championship. Don't doubt that. But, I mean, you don't have to, trust me even, just go back to previous national championship game scores. I don't have it up right now, but I can pull it up real quick and tell you that it's been pretty high scoring. We're not talking about gains that ending in the teens, right? This isn't how that goes. So, if you're going to want to compete, you're going to have to beat Alabama. Anyone who can score points, and I don't know if there's a team other than Ohio State that can come out there and score points with those teams. I don't know. You can, of course, call me wrong, and I'm sure you will, but I, right now, have not seen anything out of any of these other teams so far that has shown or proven to me 
that they'll be able to do it on the biggest of stages in a way that Ohio State has and can. We'll talk more about, well, what other teams have proven and still have to prove the rest of the way as we get into strength of schedules. There's a couple of these undefeated teams that are now in the top 10, but still are getting some hate for not having played anyone yet. A lot of these teams still have to play each other too. So we'll get into the numbers of the current strengths of schedule and how the rest of the season is going to help out some of these Big Ten schools. That's coming up in just a minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we get into any of that, though, of course, a reminder here from Built Bar. They've got a new limited edition flavor, Cookie Dough Chunk, we've been telling you about. Again, these bars are just outstanding. They taste great. People send us stuff. The sponsors of the show that you hear from, we get little samples of their products. So I've gotten Built Bars here to the house, and the family started to try them. And this is one of the only things that people like ask about in my house. When are more Built Bars coming? When are we going to be able to restock up on these things? Because they want to eat them up. We started buying them, just buying them on our own. Even though we get some sent for free, we eat them too fast. You're going to want to go to BuiltBar.com, try out at least what they have to offer. Because again, it's all sorts of flavors with the healthy nutrition benefits you need out of your protein snacks. And of course, the taste is better than anywhere you're going to find anywhere else. It's BuiltBar.com, and if you end up using the service, buying some Built Bars, use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com for 15% off your Built Bar products. Back here on Locked On Big Ten, wrapping things up. Be sure to listen in every day for everything you need on Big Ten news. But of course, follow us online as well. On Twitter, we're at Locked On Big Ten. That's Locked On Big One Zero, not T E N. My personal account is at Nate with Sports. Asher Lowe, by the way, our usual Wednesday host, is not in with us this week. He'll, of course, be back next week to talk more sports with us. And again, be sure to follow all of the other Big Ten team shows like Locked On Badgers with Asher and Ben Kenny. Kevin McGuire has Locked On Nittany Lions. Andrew Wade's with Locked On Iowa. Of course, Jay Stevens with Locked On Buckeyes. I can go on. But the point is, if you have a team, we probably got a show for you here at the Locked On Podcast Network and you want to listen in. All right, we're going to wrap up the show talking about strength of schedule because I looked up these numbers and I thought, all right, maybe we can get a couple minutes into like how exactly this is all going to play out and what has happened so far with teams and what people think about them. But I looked into the numbers and I thought, hey, this is interesting enough. Let's just get the whole end of the show in and dedicate it to that. Because when you look at the five teams right now competing for things, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, Michigan State, and Penn State, right now there's a couple of teams out there like a Michigan, Michigan State, who you could argue have not played a very strong schedule so far. And other teams, of course, who have played plenty of good teams like an Iowa or a Penn State. There's also teams who have plenty of good games left to play that are going to help their strength of schedule by the end of the season. So we're going to take a look at where we're at now, take a look at what is left for teams and where that ranks among the rest of the nation. And then also we have the end of season strength of schedules too, according, of course, to where things are at in the rankings currently as to where each team is going to be at least slotted and what everyone's going to be thinking about what what and who they played at the end of the year. Let's stop talking about it and actually get into things. As things stand right now, here are the current rankings for national strength of schedule given the games that teams have played so far. This is up through what you've already done through week six. The leader in the clubhouse for the Big Ten is Penn State 
seventh best strength of schedule in the nation to this point, partly in because of Big Ten games it's already played. Next up is Iowa, which is number 12. Then Michigan's 14. Something a little bit surprising. And the third best strength of schedule out of these competing teams in the conference. Then Ohio State's at 17. And at the bottom of the barrel, Michigan State. Another one of those teams who people have said, nobody has not really played anyone yet. Their strength of schedule currently ranks outside the top 25 in the nation at number 32. Here's where things get interesting, though. Because a team like Michigan State, who is the number 32 best strength of schedule so far, has the rest of the season as things stand currently. Again, all, all this, by the way, is according to teamrankings.com. All of the rest of the season, Michigan State, fifth hardest strength of schedule in the country. That's going to put them well into the top 25 by the end of the year at number 15. Looking at the rest of the teams, from the bottom now back up, Ohio State, number 17 strength of schedule in the country so far. That's a team that I think people think have already played some good teams so far, and they have. But it was early in the season and on a national stage in the non-conference, so people kind of inflated that. And Michigan, a team that people had kind of, I thought, doubted in what they had proven, comes in now ahead of Ohio State. But rest of the season, Ohio State still has to play everybody else that is a contender in this conference, giving it the number one strength of schedule in the nation the rest of the way. It's going to end up with the third hardest strength of schedule in the country at the end of the season. It's really the same for the rest of the Big Ten's East teams. Michigan, right now, 14th best strength of schedule in the country. It has the second toughest the rest of the way to slot in right behind Ohio State at fourth hardest at the end of the season. Penn State's number seven right now. Rest of the season, number six, going to end at number five. We already said Michigan State at 32, going to get a big boost from being fifth hardest strength schedule rest of the way up to number 15. The only team that really takes a hit is the team that doesn't need to play anyone else. Iowa's number 12 in the nation right now at strength of schedule. Rest of the way, it's easy sailing throughout the rest of the Big Ten West. Number 27 ranked schedule the rest of the season. That's, I mean, again, that's similar to where Michigan State is right now. People are saying that the strength of schedule for Iowa the rest of the Big Ten season is similar to what Michigan State had through the first half of the season, including all of its non-conference games. That's the kind of advantage they're giving the Hawkeyes over Minnesota, Purdue, uh, you, you know the teams Iowa still has left to play. The point being that it seems like, one, everyone in the Big Ten who's competing right now is not going to have to worry about who they've played by the end of the year. If they keep winning, the strength of schedule will play out in a way that they'll not have that as a weakness. Secondly, it seems like this is working out to kind of fit exactly into what I was talking about last week about Big Ten teams being able to get two teams into this college football playoff. Iowa's that dominant team that's going to be there no matter what. You need Iowa to win out to have a chance. And they've got that schedule the rest of the way. In the Big Ten East, the hope is that the teams fight and beat each other up enough that the team that comes out on top not only is battle-tested, but also has the resume to back up everything that we've been saying so far, really. And honestly, the Big Ten's already done that work. As we said, three of the four teams on that side of the conference are going to have top five strength of schedules in the country at the end of the year. Really, the worst case scenario, if you're trying to get two teams into the college football playoff in the conference, that is, is that Iowa wins out the rest of the way and then loses that Big Ten championship game. Because then it's a one-loss team without a conference title. And also, 
at the end of the year is all of a sudden going to have the worst strength of schedule out of all the Big Ten teams. Now, again, th this is according to Team Rankings current rankings, which has four of those Big Ten East teams in the top 10. So that could adjust a little bit. And Iowa might end up actually being in there in the pack. But at, the point is, as things stand, I think that's the weakest scenario for two Big Ten college football playoff teams, right? Because I think whoever ends up out of the East, if they win the Big Ten championship, they're in no matter what. If they lose the Big Ten championship, there's a good chance whoever it is has one loss, no Big Ten title, but a top five strength of schedule in the country. Really, really good. If Iowa loses that Big Ten championship game, after going undefeated the entire way, all of its big wins early, and we all know about what the Ohio or what the college play, football playoff committee thinks about what you've done for me lately. I think that's the easiest way for the Big Ten to be left out of a second team. Of course, if everyone wins, if teams lose, that's obviously the easiest, easiest way for the Big Ten to not be in that college football playoff. But as things stand, you have to be where we've kind of established throughout the first three days of the week here on the show. Big Ten has a team in the college football playoff, kind of always has, but it has a chance to take that second spot. And with the way the schedules work out, I think that, again, the script works the best way it can for the Big Ten. I can't tell you what that committee decides when it goes in the room at the end of the season or what everyone else does. But as far as like what the Big Ten can control, the story it's writing for its two candidates, whoever they are, is going to be really strong. Again, if people keep winning. We'll talk about the upcoming week of games here on Locked On Big Ten as we wrap up the week here on the show on Friday. Tomorrow, we've got Isaiah Hole in. I may see if we have Matt Sheehan in for a segment, too, and may combine things with our two Thursday, Friday host. We'll talk more about that later on once I actually get a look more at the show. But again, thank you for listening into the show here today. We're back tomorrow with more. Until then, follow us on Twitter. The show is at Locked On Big Ten, one zero, not T-E-N. I'm at Nate with sports, and we thank you for listening into Locked On Big Ten every day, making this show your first listen of the day.